Welcome to the Unfeigned Faith Bible Study, where we'll be doing a weekly Bible study, typically going through a book of the Bible together, and uh, this will go alongside our regular Unfeigned Faith podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey. We're in Colossians 4, we're going to start in verse 2, and uh, he's talked about uh, relationships in the home, even in the workplace. Uh, He's talked about putting on Christ. Um, putting on that new man, uh, mortifying that old man and in um, the flesh and so forth. And now we're kind of bringing it around to some more spiritual aspects. And so in verse number two, he says this, Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. I want to just pause right there. The, the word continue, uh, it, it carries this idea with kind of give it everything you've got. Um, if we were to put a, uh, uh, a an American expression on it, we'd say uh, "grab the bull by the horns" or something like that. With everything you've got, here's here's where we're going. Continue in prayer. Now, prayer is is uh, it says in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. What's interesting is is in the Greek, watch is actually the subject of the sentence. So so you might say those that are watching, the watchers. Uh, and let me just say, in God's army, as Christian soldiers, uh, we need to be, we need all of us, really, but we need those that are, that are going to take the watch seriously. You say, what do you mean? They're watching. They're on guard. They're, they're watching for, uh, for the enemy, the enemy that's attacking. They're watching what's going on around us. They're watching each other. Like, uh, like the sheepdog, what is his job uh, with the shepherd? He, he keeps an eye on those sheep, especially the ones that are kind of wandering a little bit. And, and, uh, and, and what are these people? They're, they're, they're praying, they're continuing prayer, these watchers. It's an on guard. Remember when Jesus was in the garden before the night, uh, the night he was taken? And, uh, and he had said to them, he said, uh, he said, watch and pray. Watch and pray. And what ended up happening is they fell asleep watch and pray. And I think we have a lot of sleeping Christians today. And uh, when we're supposed to be watching and praying, and when we see what we see, we take it in prayer and continue with everything we got. The, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And uh, let me just say, these days there's no shortage of prayer. Uh, or things to pray for, I should say it that way. There's a great shortage of prayer, I believe. But there's no shortage of things to pray for. And to be on guard and to be watching and uh, that's what we as Christian soldiers ought to be doing. We're on guard. We're praying with everything we've got. And, and now, let me just say this. Praying in, is not, you know, as it says, uh, um, watch, in, uh, uh, watch in the same with Thanksgiving. Prayer is not this idea that now just close your eyes, take some breaths. Do you feel the Holy Spirit? Now let him guide you. Let him tell you something, you know, uh, that's, that's not Christian praying. That's paganism is what that is. And unfortunately, I think in a lot of Christian circles, that's kind of how they teach praying. Here's how you pray. And, uh, you may, it may relax you, you may feel good, but uh, that's not praying. This is the idea of a soldier, uh, checking in with his commander, so to speak, but, but, but praying, uh, continue with everything you've got, pray. And then I like what it says. You see this concept a lot connected to prayer and that is, uh, watching the same with Thanksgiving, with Thanksgiving. I was challenged today. I was on a uh, Zoom conference call with uh, uh, with uh, several other preachers, and 
and uh, a, a Christian uh, lawyer, uh, David Gibbs, was on there, and uh, and he gave this challenge. He said, uh, he said, uh, um, uh, reminded us that, that the Bible says, in everything, give thanks. And we need to be thanking God for this time right now. And we need to be thanking God for for uh, even the difficulty. And, uh, you know, as, as, as churches, uh, pastors, we're trying to properly um, navigate through uh, uh, reopening the physical services and and uh, and realizing that there are a lot of, uh, you know, the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against uh, principalities and powers and rules of darkness in this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. And, um, and what this do- has done is it's exposed some of that wickedness in high places. Um, mayors and governors who are, are actually targeting Christians and churches. And, you know, if, uh, if you don't do it exactly what I say, you'll never open again kind of a thing. And uh, so we want to, we're trying to walk right and we're trying to preserve our testimony and, and those kind of things. But one thing that just stuck out to me is, is thanking God for everything. In everything, give thanks. As we pray and we're looking for uh, wisdom and insight and, and um, seeking God about these matters, are we thanking Him? Many times the things we're most fervent in prayer about are our problems. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, uh, uh, I want to contrast that to, remember in the beginning of Colossians, it started off with Paul's prayer. Here's how I'm praying for you guys. I want you, um, in fact, just turn back a page or so, he says, he says, um, he, he, he commends them. He says, we thank God the Father, praying always for you. And, uh, and here, some things that he prayed for, and he, he, or he commends them for some things, um, uh, their love for the saints and so forth. But he, but he starts off praying for them. And then, uh, uh, and then in verse 9 of uh, chapter 1, he says, Since the day we heard of it, we haven't stopped praying for you. We haven't ceased to pray for you to desire you might be filled with the knowledge, with all wisdom and spiritual understanding. It's a, it's a very internal prayer. Many times we pray for the problems. I think we should we need to make sure we balance it out with praying for the inner man, the spiritual. And we see that also in Ephesians, praying for that strengthening the inner man. Um, but sometimes problems come. And, uh, and I think it's awesome that God says, make sure you connect Thanksgiving with it. That we're thanking Him for these things. You know, I've heard some, uh, some families this week going through some very difficult trials. And, uh, and I, I don't even know how to respond in those situations. But, uh, but to thank I do know this, we're supposed to give thanksgiving. As we come before God with thanksgiving, and as we're looking around at this, uh, this uh, pandemic that's going on, and, uh, you know, thanksgiving. Our uh, church services have been interrupted, but what's amazing is the things that God has done through this. And, uh, and for that, I am surely thankful. I am thankful that this, uh, that this um, pandemic has exposed in many of our lives idols, false securities. Um, it's exposed these things, things that have taken the place of God in their life. Hey, there's a lot to be thankful for, and everything else to give thanks. I, I should, I'm to be thankful if I catch the virus. I'm to thank God. Uh, and all along the way, be thankful in everything. And, uh, and sometimes it's difficult, but, uh, but, but this is the heart of God. He says that we need to come before Him. Continuing in prayer with everything you've got, the effectual fervent prayer with thanksgiving. All right, that's verse two. And then it says, with all, that, that, that kind of means at the same time, simultaneously, praying also for us. So he challenges the church here and, and he, says, he says, I want you guys to be watching and praying. 
watching, look at what's going on around us, walk circumspectly, uh, uh, get a good idea. And, and by the way, I want to say this, prayer is not even repetition. <clears throat> I was watching a, a TV show one time and, and one of the characters in the show was, uh, was uh, real scared of something that she had to do. And, and, uh, and there was a, the, the, one of the main characters, uh, uh, they had a connection, like a religious connection there in the show. And, and he said to the woman, he said, would you like me to pray for you? And she's like, yeah, I'd like that. And they both kind of knelt down and they both together started reciting the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven. And I was like, that's not praying for her. You didn't pray for her. You, you, you had repeated some memorized words. That's all that was. And uh, whether it be a rosary or some kind of repetition or, or emptiness, there is a heart attachment to this fervency of prayer. Uh, by the way, that's one of the reasons I, I so oppose uh, praying in tongues. Y you don't know what you're saying to God Almighty. Um, this mystery language that comes over you. Uh, let me just say, be very careful with that. To to speak to God unintelligently just seems like dangerous ground to me. And what I mean by unintelligently, that's not an insult. It's you don't know what you're saying. If you're speaking in, an, in, in this, this, this unknown prayer language, which, which really is a poor interpretation of Scripture, it's a poor, uh, uh, um, uh, exp, uh, you know, you have not studied the issue biblically. Uh, every time tongue shows up in the Bible, it was a known language. But people say, well, I've got this prayer language. It's how I communicate to God. And, and uh, you know, you, you could ask, well, what are you saying to him? Well, the Spirit offers up utterances. Yeah, well, when I look at prayer in the Bible, it is something from the heart. It is some. It's it's me unburdening myself to God. I am. I you know. It's not. It's not uh, unknown to me. You see, that's something that's very, very uh, uh, makes me nervous when uh, when people talk about that. I'm like, you don't know what you're saying to God. You could be cursing him. You could be blaspheming him uh, in your supposed prayer language. And. Uh, uh, and I'm saying all that to, to say this, that prayer is an intelligent thing. We, we, we pray uh, specifically. We pray intelligently. When it says, watch, there's some things we should, we, should, we should pray, we should read. We should know God's ways. We should know um, uh, the God that we are praying to. And, and, and understand some of these things and grow. And, and, you know, I know everyone's at a different place. You go with what you know, right? But, um, but I wanted to just say be very careful. Pray to God intelligently. It doesn't have to be eloquent. It doesn't have to be fancy. In fact, I think God would prefer it not be. But genuine from your heart. Uh, be careful of vain repetition. So just some rules, if you would, just some thoughts on prayer. Um, in fact, he even talked about how the Pharisees, they love to be heard with their eloquent prayers and their, uh, in the, in their, in their vain repetition. Be so careful, all right, uh, that it's from the heart. Now, I want to say this, there's nothing wrong with repeating yourself. It's the vain repetition that becomes a problem when it's empty words, all right? And uh, so, so then, he, then uh, uh, Paul, writing to them, says, Pray for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds. So this is in the specific context. Paul is talking to this church at Colossae, and he's saying, would you pray for us? Those that are with me, he said, myself, uh, I believe Timothy was with him at this time. And uh, that a door of utterance would be open. What does that mean? An opportunity. 
that he could preach the mysteries of Christ yet another time. He says, I'm in bonds. I need God to open doors and opportunities for me to preach and declare his truth. What a heart that Paul had in bonds. He wasn't saying, hey guys, pray for me that I can get out of jail. <laughs> pray for me that I won't have these bonds so I can go preach. He says, no, pray while I'm in these bonds that I can keep preaching that I can keep telling one more person about Jesus, that I can keep sharing these truths. You know, it's amazing how deep of a theologian that Paul was. You know what he wanted to do? He wanted to preach Christ. He just wanted to keep getting back to the simplicity of that. Let's just preach the gospel. Let's get Christ out there. And so he says, pray for us. And, and I would like to say for by way of application, that is the need of every spiritual leader, that those that are following his leadership would pray for him, lift him up, um, uh, I, I, I love the, the picture there in the Old Testament of uh, Moses as he's holding up the rod of God. And when, the, when his hands were lifted, uh, Israel would prevail. But as soon as they started to drop, the enemy would prevail. And so there was a man on each side, Aaron and Hur, that were lifting up, strengthening the man of God's arms as they lifted up the rod of God. What a beautiful picture. Um, a pastor friend of mine uh, out in Indiana, uh, they have what they call the Aaron and Hur ministry. And there's a room underneath the platform, underneath the pulpit, where there are a couple men every service. What they do, they pray the whole time. What are they doing? They're lifting up the man of God's arms. And, uh, and, and, and so I say even to our church, would you pray for me that a door of utterance would be open? Opportunities to preach the gospel within our congregation, without our congregation, uh, even here on these broadcasts or, or uh, you know, in the community, wherever... Let God open some doors and that utterance would be given. He'd give me the words to say and the way to communicate and to connect with folks and, uh, and, uh, and to speak the mystery of Christ. You say, what's the, what's the mystery of Christ? We've talked about that a little bit. Uh, the mystery, this, this gospel given to the Gentiles, given to, uh, uh, to the whole world that whosoever will may come. And, uh, you know, that takes a, a real wisdom and understanding to connect to individuals exactly where they are at so they can come to this knowledge of Christ. By the way, I need to remind us, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them which believe. The gospel must be preached. You know, yes, you must be a good testimony. Yes, you, you, you know, and by the way, if you're a bad testimony, shut your mouth. <laughs> okay, because you're going to get in the way of the gospel being preached. But at some point, the gospel has to be preached. How, you know, how shall they believe on him and whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God must be proclaimed. The preacher must preach. The soul winner must preach. The witness, the testimony, the person, they must preach. And so this all ties in with, uh, you know, we're continuing in prayer. We're watching. We're, 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 we're doing it intentionally. We're doing it with everything in us. Pray for the spiritual authorities. You know, I need wisdom when I enter into a counseling office with, uh, with, with, with some folks that need some direction, some help. Troubled teenager, a hurt marriage. Uh, I need wisdom. Folks, you don't know what all a preacher carries, you know, throughout the day, uh, throughout the weeks. Um, you know, sometimes all you see is uh, is his performance on Sunday. And, and sometimes you might think, boy, he just hasn't been bringing it lately. You know, you don't know what he's carrying. You know, and so I say to that, don't criticize, pray. Uh, take it to the Lord in prayer. Maybe write a note of encouragement. And it's not just for me. I'm just saying preachers in general or spiritual leaders out there. And uh, 
And then uh, verse number four, that I may make, uh, excuse me, that I may make it manifest. Make what? The, the preaching uh, of the mystery of Christ that he speaks in bonds. Um, as I ought to speak. As I ought to speak. Now that's because he's asking for prayer. What's he saying? He says, I need the Holy Spirit of God to be at work. Because here's the, here's the truth. He knows the mysteries of Christ. He, excuse me. He knows all those things. But he says that it can come out, make manifest, as I ought. As I ought. You know, this is a very important concept because you can have the right words, but the wrong attitude. You can have the right words, but the wrong way of saying it. The wrong connection. Okay? And, uh, and so you can have all those scriptures memorized. But God's got to, first of all, open the door of utterance. And second of all, that you pray as you ought, or that you speak as you ought um, there have been times that I've been amazed. I can never imagine I would have made a connection with that person. And, and the, 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 the road God took us down in the conversation, I thought, wow, that's different. Um, you know, you step back and you say, that was the Lord. It was his doing. It's marvelous in our eyes. Um, it's, uh, it's so different. And, uh, and that's my desire for every one of you, that, that we'd have this kind of prayer uh, mindset, pray for one another. But as you pray, continue with everything in you, grab the bull by the horn, so to speak, and you're going to pour your heart out to God with thanksgiving, looking for opportunities to speak with boldness, praying for those who are speaking, that they would have boldness, that God would open the door and they would speak as they ought to speak. I'm afraid sometimes... Um, you know, we could say the right things, but with the wrong attitude. We could have the right information, but say it in a wrong way or a, or a contentious spirit. And we need to be so careful. Um, he who's convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. You know, uh, we need the Holy Spirit of God to work with us to persuade hearts, to persuade men. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men and, uh, and women, uh, people, children. Yeah, everybody. Uh, the gospel is for whosoever will. And uh, and we just need to be sensitive to that and realize there are certain things that can connect with some that and not others. Now, don't veer away from truth. Don't ever veer away from truth. But we're praying for wisdom. Uh, you know, I love what it says in Jude. And some having compassion, making a difference. And some save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment that is spotted by the flesh. Some are one with compassion. Others, they need to be shaken up a little bit. It takes wisdom from God to know how to do that. It takes a prayerful person who's watching and praying. Those are some things I'm watching. You see, watch and pray. Pray and watch. Watch and pray. Pray for those who are serving with you and, uh, and, and who are serving, uh, who, who, whose faith you are following and so forth. Uh, be praying. Um, tomorrow we're going we're gonna to pick up from there. But... Um, um, some, some wonderful, just, uh, uh it's going to be just rattle off some just wonderful instruction and practical things for Christian life. But I want to ask you today, Christian, are you praying? Do you have a prayer list? Um, prayer list can be very helpful, especially as you're establishing the habit of prayer. Uh, be intelligent about your prayer. One thing about our list is I'm, I'm, in, I'm intentional about it and I'm intelligent about it. I'm, I'm doing it on purpose. Uh, let me just give you something real quick that I picked up uh, years ago that's been so helpful to me. When you pray, there are three things you should not do, all right? 
first of all, don't be, um, don't be hazy. It's don't be hazy. Don't be crazy. Don't be lazy. Don't be hazy, crazy, or lazy. Hazy, uh, don't, you know, we say things like this, Lord, bless our church, bless the missionary. Well, what does that mean? You know, it's be specific. Pray for specifics. Don't be hazy. Be specific. Don't be crazy. Uh, it, it needs to, you know, uh, uh, sometimes we can get off on some crazy things, you know, Lord, if you would just bring a million dollars my way, I know this would change everything. And, and, uh, you know, how about pray for wisdom, how to handle the finances you have today. You see, uh, don't be crazy and then don't be lazy. Here's the idea. Keep coming. Well, I already prayed about it and God hasn't done anything. Then that means you're supposed to keep praying. You keep praying. Uh, you find that in Luke 11, the most wonderful word on prayer, the word importunity challenge you to look that up and uh, and find out what that's all about, Luke 11. But, um, but don't be crazy. Don't be hazy. Don't be lazy. You keep coming. You keep seeking the face of God, trusting that he's going to show you and he's going to give you insight and, and direction as you walk in his word and in his will. And I hope that's a help to you today, challenging us with our prayer. Intentional, fervent, um, intelligent, and, uh, and, and watching and uh, and doing it on on purpose continuing in that thing and, and so i hope that's helped to you today as, uh, as we consider our walk with god and uh and our relationships that we need to be people of prayer in this time more than ever you see so much around us we need to be praying 